Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. You are. You are Babe, and I am Babe, and we are Babe. And we are Babe together forever. I am Babe, and you are Babe, and we are Babe, and we are all together. (laughs) (laughs) Let's write this down. Yeah, man. See how they run like pigs from a gun? See how they fly? Uh... How does that lyric that go? That seems familiar, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like the Eggman from the Beatles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm still not a Beatles expert, you know? I heard that the walrus was Paul. So Yeah, right. Yeah. And then Oingo Boingo says that too. Oh, well, they did. They covered that song. Right. In the Farewell uh, album. It's a good album. It's a goodie. If you're bored, check, check you know, it out. If you, you just need something to do. If you just want to listen to some good music, hey man, that's my Rico. Rico, yikes! <laughs> you like that? Mm, I like it. Totes. Mm, yeah. See, <laughs> I think it's those kind of sayings and those kind of things uh, that that make us the outsiders that we are. Is that what it is? You think so? Saying stuff like that. We don't say stuff yeah, like that, Yeah, is that right? why we're outsiders? <laughs> Somebody, we uh, don't say enough totes and, and uh, um, um, uh, skrilla. Are we supposed to say that? Your brother, the other day, he like said something about lols. He looked at me with a side eye. Like, <laughs> he was waiting for you to jump his uh-huh. shit. He yeah. knows how much I hate that. Mm. <laughs> I hate LOL. I'm just never going to say it. Never going to type it. Never going to text it. Ever. He's just baiting you. Yeah. Mm, that but is that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I'm going to do me. <laughs> You're going to do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you can do me later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boosh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you do you and uh, I'll do me. And that's kind of actually sort of what we're here to talk about. You don't Isn't say. It? In a strange way. It is. It's almost like you pre-planned that. I'm sorry. Sometimes I write things in my head and then I'm like, I'm going to say check it. Check the script. I'm going to say it. I do that too. Hey. You'd never believe it based on the quality of this. <laughs> but yeah. Sometimes oh, I, think, I believe it. Yeah. I do believe it. You you get me every once in a while with these like one-liners mm-hmm. or like, you know, yeah. something out of left field. And I'm like, right. what? Well, I mean, yeah. So we talked for a while about. You know, like what we're going to talk about tonight, and we tried to figure that out. Right. I think we landed on something, and I think I think so. so Tonight we're going to basically do a deep dive, kind of investigative journalistic report (laughs) into the uh, the Epstein Epstein uh, you know scandal or whatever, and uh, all that stuff, right? (laughs) No, I actually would like to talk about aliens. (laughs) Would you, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, I guess we didn't like agree on this beforehand. Yeah. Shall we? You want to talk aliens? <laughs> I want to do the investigative deep dive. Um, oh my gosh. We'll arm wrestle for I'm, it. Yeah. I'm so glad we don't want to do any of that because <laughs> <laughs> that would be the longest hour of my life. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. This is about to be the longest hour of your life. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I'm sweating. Why? I think it's the nerves from talking about Epstein or um really no okay so, i mean i am sweating but well that's not like that abnormal for you is it no <laughs> no it's not in fact that's one of the things that makes me an outsider really i think 
It's being I've so always sweaty. been sweaty, man. I know. Well, so sweaty. I think it's genetic, though. Your really? whole family's sweaty. Are they? Oh, yeah. Not as sweaty as me, though. Oh, yeah. I have to take the cake on the sweatiness. No. Your yeah. mom. Your mom is really sweaty. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. You know when she's cooking? She's, like, sweating bullets, like, all the time. Wow. Even on Even in the winter. I think she must hide it better than me. Well, she probably just, like, wears, like, a headband or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should probably do that. <laughs> Wear a headband everywhere. Karate kid style. I don't think that that, I don't think sweating, actually, because, I mean, first of all, you didn't even go to public school. I mean, if you went to public school and you were, like, a sweater, you know, not a sweater that you wear, but, like, a sweaty person. Oh, yeah. Um, And you were, like, constantly, like, your armpits were, like, drenched in sweat and, you know, like, your head is, like, sweating. You definitely would have gotten some bullying on that. Mm. But you didn't even have to put up with that. So I don't think that in and of itself is what makes you an outsider. No, that's just one of the one of the contributing factors, I yeah. guess. I think, yeah. An outsider sweater. Is it just because you like to be outside? I do love to be outside. <laughs> do you think maybe that has anything to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I love to just be out there, man, out there in the wilderness, the wilds. Oh, yeah. yeah, like when I was a kid, I always, it was just like, oh, I'm done with this. Time to go outside. Totally. I'll just go out there and climb a tree, usually by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a loner outsider. Yeah. So I haven't seen the movie The Outsiders, but what character would I be from The Outsiders? I could only say Pony Boy because that's the only character I remember. Wait, there's Pony, a Pony Boy? That's his nickname. In The Outsider. And yeah. who plays that? I don't know. Tom Cruise or something. I mean, I had to read the book, didn't like it. And then mm. I had to watch the movie, didn't like that either. But I was like 11. So, you know. Are you sure it wasn't Ralph Macchio or Patrick Swayze? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Pony boy, huh? Yeah. But it was Tom Cruise? I I don't know. Dude, this is, this is like... What feels like a thousand years ago. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll have to review it and get back to you. Yeah, do that. Get back to me on the next episode. We'll we'll hash that out and figure out which character I am from The Outsiders. If you were a character, which character would you be? Well, I wouldn't be a character from The Outsiders. I'm not a dude. Oh, well, if you were. Uh, if The Outsiders was about a... <laughs> a gang of women who were a gang of, of females. Um, I think we're describing like that new movie called Wine Country or something. <laughs> um, or the new Ghostbusters. I didn't even it's watch like it. I can't watch it. Um, yeah. Well, who would I be in The Outsiders? I mean, I don't know. I'm so much of an outsider that I guess I'm so strange. People probably wouldn't even say, oh, you're an outsider. <laughs> just, they'd just be more like, she's a bitch. There's something wrong with her. People cut right to the the B word. Thing, yeah, huh? I think so. That's my experience. <laughs> You're that much of an outsider, huh? I, I don't know. I don't think of myself that way. Yeah. If I'm just kind of like doing my thing. But I think other, I think others, not everybody, but yeah. So it's interactions with other people that make you feel like an outsider? Mostly. Would you consider yourself to have been in the movie The Outsider? <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> shut up. No, would you consider, really genuinely consider yourself to be an outsider? Um, I, I think I do now. Mm. I don't think I would have 
um, for like the majority of my life as a younger person. What made you realize that? Um, I think, you know, being a parent and being around, you know, other people's kids and uh, other people as parents and kind of a lot of sort of normalcy, um, alerted me to the fact that I didn't necessarily fit into the kind of normal mm-hmm. <laughs> realm a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'm not that, yeah, that, that level of normalcy I, think, I don't have. Yeah. I think I, See, I have a warped sense of myself, I think, because I do believe that I grew up with a lot of very strange people in my family. And they and I can truly say that objectively um, because, yeah, the facts are clear. They are strange. Yeah, there's been studies into that. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot of mental health issues. Science. You know, there's like a lot of... Um, like social issues uh, in my family. But Mm -hmm. so growing up, I felt the most normal and that gave me a warped idea of how I was. So you had like a strange, uh, maybe off base perception of yourself and who you are, who you were based on that. I think so. Interesting. I think so. I think that's what gave me all that confidence actually. Damn. Yeah. And like, that's, that's good. It's good to have confidence. (laughs) No, it is good. But I think it was, uh, uh, in some ways false here and there, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot to base that on other than ego. Just thought you were the shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I guess, I don't know. That's probably not my real experience as an outsider. Yeah. What, what I feel is like it? Mine is maybe a little bit more organic. Like, and like, you know, I've only realized that also recently mm-hmm. that it's sort of an outsider type of thing. So what, what is it for you where you could identify yourself as an outsider? What alerts you to that? Well, I think like it has some, you know, something to do with, uh, I think a lot of like, uh, introverts feel like they're outsiders Mm -hmm. and stuff because like there are just times when we need to like get away. Like that's how we recharge our batteries or whatever Mm -hmm. is not necessarily like hanging out with people and joking around. It's like that's fine. And people can do that to different, different, like varying degrees. But like, uh, after I do that, I just need to like go be by myself for a while. And I'm the same way. I mean, I think that maybe I'm a slightly less of an introvert than you, Yeah, but, but not a lot. I mean, I think genuinely at heart, I am an introvert mm-hmm. and I don't think I recognize that early on either. Yeah, I mean, tree climbing is not necessarily like a collaborative thing you do with your friends. I mean, I guess it could be like if you're helping like hoist each other up and stuff like that. But like climbing, climbing things, mm-hmm. I think is a really strange like uh, like uh, impulse. Solo mission. It's like you got to get to the top of that thing, and then you can look down on everything, and it looks cool. And but you're also taller than almost everything. I didn't do a whole lot of tree climbing. That's so that's not part of my outsiderness. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get that. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you guys just didn't have that many good climbing trees at your place. That's true. There was really only a one. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the the difference between you and I, I think that's interesting. Is like you played a lot of team sports growing up. Which I did not. I didn't really play any team sports. Um, you did a lot of like music, which involves other people. Um, maybe some of that was just orchestrated by your parents, but you know, um, I didn't. I didn't do any of that stuff. Like my parents were not 
um, social and not really like on the inside of anything. And uh, I consequently was not either. But I don't think I really understood that they were influencing that for me. Yeah. But looking back on it, I see it now. They didn't really encourage me to join clubs, join sports, stick with music, you know, mm-hmm. like continue this, these social activities. Like right. I was not really encouraged. They were more comfortable with me just going to school, coming home, doing nothing. Right. You know? Yeah. Like maybe ha- having a friend over if you wanted, but they probably yeah. wouldn't suggest that. Right. Or like, yeah, going to hang out with a group of people or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I think, like, team sports and stuff like that really is good in that way, uh, you know, if you're into it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, the camaraderie and being part of a team and, like, working together and stuff is, is good and can help. Like, maybe if I didn't do that, I would be, like, walking around in a trench coat. With psycho a psycho killer? <laughs> with a bow staff or something like that. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a couple. We do. We've got um, we got a guy on a skateboard. He carries a machete. That guy oh. has been around too. Like just out? Yeah, out in in downtown, mm. like a homeless person. Yeah. And it's is it in a sheath of some kind? No. Oh, it's just out and about. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we see that guy once in a while. It seems a little threatening. Yeah, I'm so glad you're not that guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you yeah. think? So here's what I think. Like, I feel like. Um, I actually made a statement the other day to a friend where I said uh, we were talking about homeschooling, the homeschooling community, you know, like we've homeschooled our kids. Um, and I said, you know, I, it, it contributes to me feeling like an outsider uh, at this point um, into my homeschooling journey, which is, you know, pretty far into it since it's been 13 plus years. Um Yeah. And she said, oh, that's that's crazy. You know, you and Jason are not outsiders. <laughs> you're totally you're totally on the inside. Plugged in, man. And I was like, okay, so maybe our perceptions warped. Mm. And people who see us, you know, as a couple or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, they're like, oh, those people, they're involved in everything. You know, or they're, they know everybody, mm. yeah. you know, or whatever. So perhaps this is just our own internal... <laughs> You feeling. mean this is some sort of like uh, <laughs> like psychosemantic, uh, oh, like uh, I mean I self fulfilling prof- prophecy or something like not that? Not necessarily. I think that we just um, we tend to not really be very satisfied with the basics. That's what it seems to me. We just don't. We can't seem to just get with the program. You know, <laughs> just get with the program of just enjoying where we're at and what yeah. we're doing. Man, yes, that sounds hellacious. Gosh, what the fuck is wrong with us? I mean, I would love to do that. Like sometimes I, I'll, there's people I know where I go, if I could just spend one week being them and being like totally satisfied with everything I'm doing and where I live and who I know and my career and you know, all the, just everything about your life. You're just like, I'm comfortable. I, I love it. I'm into it. And I feel like everything's great. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, what would yeah. that be? So this is all just to say that, you know, if you're out there listening and you want to be uh, like friends and do a bunch of stuff, <laughs> like, uh, you know, give us a call, write us an email at hello. Hello. At 
teambabe.life. That's right. You know, and we can set something. Send us like an evite. <laughs> Please. <laughs> to, your, to your party. Make sure it's forwarded from 1995. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Include some little blinky text and stuff like that. Yeah. Or a candle. Yeah. Even if it's not a uh, birthday. Oh, yeah. Totally. I know, like, you know, you were homeschooled, but, you know, it's funny because apparently what helps you feel like an outsider was being homeschooled, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess in a way, like, the and I don't know, some of that is just having to do with, like, uh, silly things like sports mm-hmm. or, like, girls, mm. you know, in school, like, you know, like, you get to be around a lot of people. Um, there's a bigger pool of people right. to be friends with. And there's the ability to play school sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like, I feel like kind of missed out on some of that, but also, um, you know, the, the group of people that like my mom kind of like got together with to homeschool, like we had a good group of like, you know, several kids who are mm-hmm. all being homeschooled together right around the same time doing classes together. And so there were a lot of social um, activities and stuff, but still, like, just not going to school, you're kind of an outsider mm. unless you're dealing with those other, like, people who are homeschooled, mm-hmm. you know, the, freak, yeah. the freaks. I, yeah, I think it's more of a mix now. I think when in, back in your day, it was, like, way more segregated. And um, because there just wasn't, like, a lot of charter schools. And, you know, like, I think um, when when you get kids in some kind of after school something, there's like a whole group of mixed, you know, public school kids, charter school kids, homeschool kids. Right. You know, like at least here, that's how it is. But yeah, it seems like in general, at least here and who knows where, you know, in in other places, it's a lot uh, more widely done and accepted and like easier to find like things for your kids to do so that they're not as isolated and stuff. And I didn't feel isolated. It's just, you know, later on and especially like um, as you, you know, get into high school and stuff like that. And, the, you know, if you want to do sportsing and things, <laughs> <laughs> your opportunities are a little bit less with the, the homeschool thing. Or at least they were at that point. Yeah. Maybe it's different now. Hopefully it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's definitely led to. I think, or at least realizing that, like, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, it's funny, though, because I went to public school. I never did any homeschooling. Um, and I totally felt isolated and weird mm-hmm. and on the outside. And I I mean, I really didn't participate in sports, like, one semester of tennis, you know. Yeah. was all I ever did. Um, so I guess all I can say about that is that, like, you know, that public school experience didn't really solve or improve my outsider feelings Yeah, for me. Right. So maybe it's kind of like, uh, you know, expecting to like go somewhere else and for your life to be different. Yeah. Maybe. Or something, you know, cause uh, I mean, it's all about the attitude with which you approach those things. It's like if right. you had been like kind of just accepting about the bullshit that went on at school, and like played the game to a certain extent, then you could have like probably gotten more out of your school experience. In I a way. think so. You know, but you were just like full Daria. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think what really, and it's funny, I was just talking to uh, someone at work about this. What really clinched it for me was like going from uh, grade school to high school. Uh, I had these grand expectations that um, once I got to high school, like I was going to be part of this honors program and that the work was going to be harder and it was going to be more fulfilling. And it was all about, you know, college prep. And I was all about going to college. You were fast tracking. Yeah. I was like, so okay. Getting that Q45. <laughs> or infinity, yeah. I got to go into New York, being a high, high paid, high powered lawyer. That's right. I got to go to law that, school. <laughs> I got to go to Harvard. Getting all that Alexis Colby uh, <laughs> clothing and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, man. I mean, I had a plan. Okay. Yeah. And it was to go to college. I mean, and that was going to be my ticket away from this. And I'm sure you could envision every part of that, including, you know, the car, the bag you were 100%. carrying, the shoes, yep. the coat, the makeup, Oh yeah, every part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just so crazy to me. I had every, I mean, I had the tile laid in the kitchen, like I had it yeah. together in my mind. So I wonder what it would be like if I could uh, envision things with that level of detail. Oh, we probably got a lot more done. <laughs> <laughs> have to work on that man <laughs> yeah meditate on the uh on, the vision on the vision that's right portion of it and really being specific yeah man yeah man designing my life <laughs> design your life so uh like you could maybe your homework will be to watch designing women designing oh okay. yeah yeah you know yeah, you yeah. Can design your life and then you can get what you want how you does know? that song go oh pfft. I don't know. No, you're not going to sing it? I don't even know. I mean, I can't <laughs> sing it. I don't know. <laughs> so we're both uh, outsiders. Yeah, I think um, so. And we decided to make our kids outsiders by homeschooling them. Well, I actually think we decided to make our children outsiders by having them. Oh. <laughs> how do you, how, what do you mean about that? <laughs> well, because, you know, we come, we are strange. We come from strange people. We come from France. <laughs> we have a lot of lone wolves. Even though I say sachet instead of sachet. <laughs> and I spell derailer for like a bicycle instead of using that dumb French way of spelling it with the E and the I L and the double L's and all that. D-E-R-A-I-L-E-R. Well, aren't you derailer. American? <laughs> aren't Quit you? fucking around. Aren't you with an American? With all these E's and I's and L's and U's, man. Hmm. Get to the okay. Hang on, get a to the chase. I just realized I didn't finish what I was saying earlier. Oh, about what? going to high school. Okay, finish it. You interrupted with my Q forty five life. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold hold up. Let let rewind. Okay, so what I was gonna say was the thing that killed it for me on public school. The reason why I wouldn't participate in anything was because they sold me a line of bullshit about high school. Like when we did all of our high school applications and we like signed up for our classes and we said what we wanted to do for college and all this stuff, they really set up all these expectations. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to take French. I'm going to take honors classes when I get to be a junior. I'm going to take AP classes. I'm going to graduate early. I'm going to be on the honor roll. All this stuff. Hell right. Yeah. Key okay. club valedictorian. <laughs> I was in it to win it. And then science fair. I got there. I, I got to Spelling high school. derailer correctly in French club? No, yeah, no, I didn't do that. Chantal. <laughs> so I got to high school and I went to my honors classes and it was just the same old shit. 
And you I felt was, betrayed. I did. And I really felt let down and really, truly, like, it took the wind out of my sails. And I was like, this is just a continuation of all the same stupid shit I've been doing my whole life in school. And I'm done with this. And I'm leaving. And I just was like, that day, basically, like, one month into my freshman year, I went to my counselor and I was like, hey, look, lady, this ain't working for me. I was like, please tell me how I can get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. And she was like, okay, well, all you have to do is take an exit exam. I was like, great, I'll take it right now. She was like, no, I'm sorry, I have to wait till you're 15 and a half. And I was like, oh, God, you mean I have to make it all the way through this year and next year and then take the test? I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. You mean I can't make this crazy decision as a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old <laughs> or whatever the hell you are? Yeah, Dude, and wait. what is the hurry, I had to man. wait till I was 15. Okay. And then I totally filled out all the paperwork like the day I could fill. I mean, I was just like, I'm out. I am out of here. I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to go to drama. I'm not going to dress up for PE. Like, fuck your system. This was just like, no, nope, nope. And yeah. that's, and that really so like really, cinched are, it for me. You are the ultimate outsider. Yeah. You're just like, uh-uh. <laughs> I am. So like, uh, you know, you could react to that in a different way. Of course. <laughs> right? Where you're just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to pl- I'm gonna play the game here a little bit and like you, but still like get Enjoy all the it. advantage I can out of this. Enjoy something. Out of this yeah. potential for learning that I do have this ability to, to do. Yeah. But that's so funny. Like, I mean, because like that attitude and stuff, I mean... I don't see it as much, but that attitude has certainly like perpetuated itself <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly in, in life decisions after that. Oh, for sure. You know, for where sure. it's just like black, black or white, black like, and white. you lied to me, you screwed me over or whatever the situation is and fuck you. And now I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, yeah. I do like, I know that that is not like a great way to be. I, I like recognize it. I really try to keep it more under control, you know, but that at the core, that's kind of like my personality, unfortunately. Mm. And I work, I mean, believe it or not, I work very hard every day to not be just a horrible balls to the wall, like, you know, bitch that's just like jumping down your throat every time you say something. Like, I have to work at that. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. like my go to, my easy place to go to is just being cutthroat and just being like a total, just dominating person. And I don't want to be like that. Like, I really don't. Well, yeah. I guess it's good that you're, you're working on it. I work on it every day. Babe. I work so hard and I don't get acknowledged for no, that work. Not I'm really. Because people don't see the beast, the, the beast in me. They don't, they don't know the alternative. That's the bottom line. Mm. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're nice to me though. Oh yeah. Well, I like you. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but I guess if I told you that, you know, we were going to like go on vacation to Italy with no intentions of actually going there or something like that. You might be a little upset at me when I well, said, well, what are you talking about? We're not going there. We don't have the money to do that. 
Yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer, I have to say. I mean, <laughs> I was only 16, mm. so maybe I was just gullible. And I, <laughs> you were definitely a little gullible, like, early on. Like, I could say things joking. Well, yeah, we've gone over some of that, but that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing about my mom being Irish and my dad being yeah. Puerto Rican and stuff that you bought, hook, line, and sinker. How can, you know, it's like, how do you know? Yeah, the, you know. the humor's too dry. Still, sometimes I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> I mean, it's been 22 years and I'm still like, I don't know if he's joking. Um, I'm not quite sure why he's talking about this. <laughs> he's such an outsider. I don't know. I just, I really like it. And, uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, and uh, for those of you keeping score at home, that is the 46th time that I've said outsider, the word outsider, and I'm trying to set the, the record. Are you really counting? No. Okay, good. Set the record straight. <laughs> Good, because that would be really strange if you were actually counting it. Yeah, so like how else has that uh, outsider impulse or whatever like cropped up or whatever? Like what other situations? Every situation. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it really is kind of like every situation. Even if I go into something like with the intention of being really like... Um, Even like that's something like having neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> like no. Yeah. I need to live a minimum of <laughs> one mile from every other human being. Well, I don't now. I, I know. mean, I've gotten over it. Well, yeah, you've had years. Yeah. Of practice. Yeah. No, I mean that that just comes from my upbringing. Again, there's like a buffer zone that feels safe. That's right. You know? Yeah, I was going to say earlier, and I forgot, but that, like, your your house, your home was, like, sort of this, uh, just, like, isolationist paradise. Yeah, for sure. You know, where it's, like, you you know, your mom isn't very social. She goes out once per week yeah. to go shopping. And right. And, like, that's the only reason to leave unless there's right. some other, like, special occasion. Yeah. Where they're coming over to us, to our house to visit or something like that. Uh-huh. Other than that, it's just like she's a total shut-in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if your parents are like that and you don't do things and they're not encouraging you to, like, join the this mm-hmm. team and, yeah, like, oh, yeah, of course, you, we'll go and watch your violin recital or whatever, <laughs> you know, and you're, like, having that bonding experience with other, you know, people who are nervous about, like, going up and performing their thing right. and stuff. Right. Like, you just don't get that. So, yeah. I, I mean, that combined with being an only child, really i mean i'm not truly an only child but i was basically raised as an only child essentially yeah um i think contributed basically to the to my own um lack of need for other people and a lack of need for their approval Mm -hmm. and the other thing too about that's strange for me is that um you know my dad especially was just really tried to like pound it into me when i was a kid that was like trust no one you know, it, it just worry about you. Right. Like all these real like isolationist paranoia. Don't tread on me. Yeah. I mean, really like hardcore. And I think as much as I tried to resist that, I think I did do a lot of that stuff as a kid, especially. Um, and I just, it, it, I never got like the thing on my report card that says doesn't play well with others. I mean, I never, it was never like I was acting out. Right. I wasn't like at school hitting other kids or like, you know, like taking their, you know, pencils away or something like I wasn't 
actively trying to like mess people up. It would just be like wearing black and white clothing to school for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. The same outfit. No, yeah. no, not the what, same. Uh, oh, different outfits. Oh, oh the uh, same all outfit. kinds That's of outfits. <laughs> so no, I mix and match. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. Or like what? Like starting a recycling club or something like that? <laughs> yeah, giving presentations at the assembly at school about how the school should really recycle and everybody should get on board with that and, uh, you know, pitch in on this recycling program. And meanwhile, the lunch ladies are just like hating my guts because they're like, oh, that's one more thing we want to do is separate recycles. Thanks. You know, I <laughs> mean. you saving the world, you little bitch. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a club of people there for a little while. Oh, you had the, I, I hate Robin. Yeah. Club. Yeah. They would send me a letter every day, um, put it in my like, you know, locker or whatever. And what would it say? I don't know. I was like hate mail. So what, like, what would that be like? <laughs> what would they know. say? It's like, You're you know, so stupid and we don't like you. And who do you would think they you, say like, uh, like profanity? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is probably sixth or seventh grade or something. Yeah. It was like, you know, who do you think you are? I can't imagine why you would be be or feel like an outsider. (laughs) (laughs) How many friends did you have? I had like a small handful of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think by the nature of my school experience, I had a small handful of friends too. Yeah. You know? And uh, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think we are really similar and the, and we also like, I think when we met, I wasn't put off by your weirdness. And I also don't think you seem to be very put off by my weirdness. No, because I didn't really consider myself to be weird at that point. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you're not. No, you're weird. (laughs) 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 For sure. That's good. That's good to get confirmation of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like that, that is like, just kind of like, I guess, continued or whatever on, on and on. Or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of the underlying, it's an underlying, um, like vibration or something for me in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't uh, always recognize it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll think back on certain situations that have happened or something someone said to me and I'll realize, well, they were really put off, you know, by me just being myself. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, truly at this point in my life, I mean, I would say from like probably 25 on, uh, you know, like I've actually, I really do like make an effort to really be friendly and open to people. I don't really try to just, you know, hardcore judge people or be real snobby or, you know, like I'm really kind of trying to give everyone I encounter a fair shake and be, you know, like warm. I I, I mean, I do. I like think about that stuff and I I try, you know, but I guess me being warm to someone else is like me being ice cold because they're expecting something else. I don't, I I don't get that at all. Well, first, like, if you have to remind yourself and to try to be warm, then, like, you know, that that indicates that you're not, like, naturally yeah. just, like, kind of genuinely yeah. warm That's as true. a default setting. That's true. And I think, like, I'm less weird in that aspect and, like, more easily able to, like, 
I don't know, people just kind of tend oh, to gravitate babe. toward me or Everybody. like to talk to me or meet me and stuff yes. like that. Everybody loves you. So there I is mean, a big difference in perception. Oh, there. my gosh. Everybody loves you. They think you are wonderful. They think you are the, like, squishiest, like, you know, like, coolest dude If I could just ever. Em- If I could just embrace that <laughs> and really believe it. <laughs> well, I mean, it really is part of who you are i mean you really are that person i mean you really are truly nice you truly care about other people mm. you know like i actually care about other people too you know <laughs> just that i think part of it honestly is and, and i hate to like be this person i guess i don't but like uh you're a guy uh-huh and i think you get a little bit more leeway Oh, yeah. A little bit. Well, I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody thinking I'm a bitch for, like, disagreeing with right. them or, like, stating a differing opinion or just, like, yeah. I don't know, being more, like... Um, direct. Direct. I get that a lot. You're so direct. Just saying what I think or how I feel. Yeah. I, I think that's a real thing. Like, women uh, tend to, you know, and, I don't know, other people, than more than women, too, like... Sure. Certain people just have a real problem being able to do that without like taking a bunch of heat. And it sounds like you got that from very early on. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, no, I want to set up a recycling thing. (laughs) And people are like, what is wrong with this person? I hate you. Yeah. Why are you trying to do something? Why are you making me do extra work? Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. (laughs) But I mean. There's there's a certain energy that some people, that some people see in you. Oh, what, what would you describe it as? Well, I would describe it as dead sexy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't think, uh, you know. You're the only one. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, some other people uh, have identified a certain um, a certain energy that mm-hmm. you bring to, to the equation. <laughs> where you kind of bring the ruckus. Oh, you know? I do bring the ruckus. Well, I, <laughs> Especially I mean. in like a party situation, you know. So here's a great example of like what's wrong with me, right? So your sister, very generously, she asked me if I wanted to go like, you know, like a girl's date sort of thing. Like, yeah. well, let's just go out and do like a, a girl's day. That sounds good. I was like, sure. I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, you know, we could get coffee and see a movie and hang out. I was like, that sounds great. Okay. So we get it all planned out and, um, you know, like we go to Starbucks or somewhere and get coffee and chit chat. I mean, to me, everything's great. Everything's fine. Yeah. We're just kind of hanging out and we go out of Starbucks and we go back. She was, we were in her car, so she Mm -hmm. was driving and we go back and, and she like went on the passenger side and I was like, do you want me to drive Bailey? Like, are you okay? Do you want me to drive your car? (laughs) I was like, it's your car though. And she was like, Oh, well, it's just all your, you know, dominant female energy that made me feel like I was supposed to be the passenger. (laughs) I was like, in your own car? (laughs) Now that's a vibe. And I, I mean. That's some Jack Donahue stuff or whatever. Yeah. It's so weird though. I mean, that was like the last thing I thought she was going to say. I thought she was going to be like, yeah, I'm not feeling very good. Would you Mm. mind driving or um, oh, I'm super tired or something. I mean, that was like truly the last thing I thought she was going to say. And I was like, I haven't done anything. Like, I haven't said anything weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. So this is like my whole life. I think everybody's just thinking this all the time. Yeah. And then, but I will say, I'll admit this. Okay. 
she wanted to go and see a movie that was like the notebook part two or something. Okay. <laughs> like, and I haven't seen the yeah. notebook. I'm sorry. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's not really my kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you're a fan of Ryan Gosling. Was he in that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but you're not like the biggest fan of Ryan Gosling. It's like, you're only a fan of certain Ryan Gosling movies. Okay. It's just La La Land. That's the only thing. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. And she was like, do you want to see that? And I was like, well, I was like, not really. Maybe we could see what, like, let's see what else is on. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of like, I was trying to, again, it's like, I'm trying to be nice. right? I'm you want to see like Kill Bill 3 or something. Well, I was like, I, it might be more fun to see a comedy mm. or it might be, you know, just something like more lively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was, first of all, I was afraid I was just going to go to sleep. <laughs> and to me, that would be more rude, I guess just going to sleep in the movie that the, this person's taking you to. Mm-hmm. Um, then going to see something might keep you awake. But hey, I probably should have just gone and seen the romantic comedy and called it a day. Because mm. uh, what we ended up going to see was that horrible Johnny Depp vampire movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> the sh- uh, Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard was a wonderful film. It was horrible. Well, but I, but I mean, I was like cracking up. Yeah, because it's you know it's Cause really it's so cheesy bad. and you know well, and it's supposed to be like actually, fun- funnily enough, like uh, my sister and I watched some Dark Shadows reruns of the old like so oh, the opera. show yeah the show yeah Dark Shadows right like that they were playing on like TV <laughs> Land or something like that. Well, she didn't laugh, and anyway, oh. she didn't like it, and we've I never gone on another girl's day <laughs> so. uh, yeah well i mean there could be other reasons for that too Who that's knows? possible i don't take it but see i don't take it personally no i really i don't like well, that's because you got that that dominant female energy <laughs> man you're just the bad bitch uh wolf, you know wolf the leader of the pack uh. yeah no wonder you have all these all this trouble with people I do. I have a lot of trouble. Yeah. Doesn't play well with others. Oh, wait. No, you never got that. You no. do play. That's the, that's the stupid thing is you do play well with others. I was a good student, honestly. You're a good, good <laughs> bad bitch. I, I'm so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I got a, I got a, I got a thought. Now, you can tell me if, if I'm off. Okay. Tell me. Now, everybody loves you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, everybody in your family pretty much, like, thinks that you're, like, you know, the bee's knees or whatever. Like, you're cool. I don't know. You know, like, they don't really seem to have, like, any big problems with you. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, I do, I, I have the sneaking suspicion that they've wondered why it is that you picked me to get together with. Mm. Do you think that might be possible? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Well, I would never ask them. But but the thing is, is that I think that they see me as one kind of person. And they see you as someone completely different. But hmm. we're really much more similar than I think that they understand. Yeah. Well, that could be because, like, maybe... So my fear with that is that the only reason that I get along and have such a good impression on people is because, like, I'm not being assertive, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asserting my own thoughts and, you know, desires and things that I really want to do. So that's something that I've been working on. Yeah. Know, or whatever. Yeah. 
And funny enough, yeah, that's made it so like I'm more of an outsider. It seems really more recently. Don't you think that's my fault though? <laughs> well, I will conveniently blame you. For okay, everything. okay. If that's cool, that's cool. I'll take the heat. <laughs> Just like always. So you even had like uh, some weird outsider stuff with like the kind of music you listen to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, the kind of music I like to listen to is like, well, first of all, liking Madonna was totally not okay in the 90s when it was grunge time. Right. Okay. That was not cool. That was like, you wouldn't want to say that at all. You also would not want to admit that you had like a Sheryl Crow album, which I totally did. Well, yeah, and also, like, you know, on the Madonna thing, like, I I made fun of you for that, right? Yes. I was like, Madonna? What are you, some kind of stupid idiot? What kind of idiot likes Madonna? (laughs) (laughs) So it took me a while to come around to that, but I'm I'm on board now. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Well, you of course you do, because everybody loves Madonna. (laughs) 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 She's so easy to get along with. Right. You know, like she's a great role model. Nobody has any problems with her. She doesn't I mean, spark any political, you know, like unrest. She's basically like a virgin. Oh, like is the optimal word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then like as far as now, I I mean, sadly enough, I don't really like keep up on all the latest and greatest uh music because all I do is work. But like, um, I think Generally speaking, I can't listen to certain things that other women really enjoy. For instance, like Top 40 Country. Can't do it. Hate it. Um, Can't really listen to like a whole lot of like slow, folky, acoustic music for too long. (laughs) It's not aggressive enough for you. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Dominant. It's not dominant and aggressive enough. Um, yeah, so my music taste might be a little strange, I guess, for a woman. Do you think maybe I've been incepted? <laughs> Are you Leonardo DiCaprio? God, if I am, I, I'd like to get a check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did you incept me? Is this whole thing, like, just, is, is time bending back on itself, man? I don't know, Do you I tell me. Like you? Uh-oh. Do you? Yeah. Oh, well. I think, but that's what, so if you were running the show, pulling the strings, you know, behind the scenes or whatever, (laughs) and using that dominant female energy of yours and your alpha femaleness to to change me into the horrible monster that I am today, (laughs) isn't that exactly what you would say or that I would say in response to you? Hmm. Mm. That's a real mm. that's a real puzzler. <laughs> uh you know It's a car talk puzzler. Yeah. I don't I mean, to be honest with you, like I am not like a manipulator. Okay. But if I wanted to be, I'd be the best manipulator of all time. Mm. I choose not to be. So based on us getting together and me not really trying to be very seductive, I think. I, I think you do actually like me. Yeah. Just think, on your own. I think it's your idea. I mean, I think that's that's actually the thing about our relationship that other people don't understand. Mm. That everybody thinks this is all about me making you 
<laughs> be married to me or something. Well, who knows what everybody else thinks, and you know <laughs> th- that doesn't really matter that much. I guess. And, well, I you mean, because you could completely not understand what people think, and probably don't. I don't pretend to understand what people think. <laughs> <laughs> or why or why anybody does anything. Or even care. I mean, really. Yeah, I guess that would be a pretty crazy trick of reverse psychology. To yeah. just like dress like, you know, in a completely non seductive way in order <laughs> and to <laughs> oh, let me and tell do you. things and act, you know, the way you, you did when we got together, um, you know, as a way to like what like neg me or something like that god i mean i'm too <laughs> first of all i'm too lazy it's the game man i'm You're too like an early adopter of the game no i'm too lazy to do any of that first of all you're like um <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm so lazy you're actually mystery or whatever sure yeah <laughs> that's what it is yeah you poor thing oh i just feel so sorry for yeah, you yeah uh-huh. taking advantage of uh-huh turn to the dark side basically yeah. you're the um, you're the emperor. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm Darth Vader. Oh, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> Except you're a girl. You know what? Like, I and think you're way less wrinkly. I think we're, we're actually equals in our, uh, outsiderness and, yeah, uh, I think so. beastliness and horribleness. And, uh, you, you maybe are just able to kind of like be accepted a little more for like, you know, your kind of like strangeness or your little oddities and things, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, but I, you know, I have to meet you. I have to kind of like meet you in the middle of all this weirdness and beastliness and horribleness. Yeah. Right? In order for us to be an equal team. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think that's true. So what other kinds of music, uh, like, you know, kind of what what do you like that people think is dumb? That people think is dumb. Or is just weird or whatever. Because, okay, I have a memory of, like, when we lived on the coast. Yeah. And, you know, I was into all my music, and I just thought that was, like, the normal thing or uh-huh. whatever. <clears throat> but, like, where I worked, like, I could bring CDs in there and, like, play. Oh, yeah. But it was, like, a fast food restaurant. Right. Right? <clears throat> and so, like, I would put on something. Yeah. And, like, the other people there would be, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you have to turn this this shit off. And I mean, thinking back on it, it's like, yeah, maybe like the Oingo Boingo farewell, you know, uh, album or whatever is not like maybe going to go over great at KFC <laughs> <laughs> in like a sawmill lumber town, you know, like a total hick town on the coast where like people are driving around in big trucks and like you know yeah. like dipping copenhagen or uh-huh. whatever and like yeah oh but drinking they like they like share share oh well share share was like the huge uh <laughs> hit like that the the um do you believe in life after love i do is that what that is um yeah that was uh that was horrendous because you know most of the time we just listen to the radio there and i'd be like cooking chicken and like or like cleaning for hours and hours and hours like you know changing the oil and fryers and stuff like that and like spraying down the floor and like cleaning the walk-in refrigerator or whatever and at least like 10 to thirty thousand times a day that song would come on and it was driving me insane. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? It was like a, like, I don't know. Well, you know the song. Listen oh, to do, sure. do You Believe in Life After Love by Cher sometime. And, you know, I've come to this. Here's the weird thing. Okay. I've come to appreciate it now what? later in my life. What? <laughs> it's now my favorite uh, song ever. That's not true. No, it's That's not a true. lie. But I, you know, it's not as bad as I thought it was. But yeah, it's probably, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> but you heard it on the radio and you're like, okay, yeah. it's been 20 years. I can listen to it again. All right. <laughs> I didn't have like the sudden urge to vomit. Oh, Let's I just gotcha. put it that way. I was like, oh, okay. I, I gotcha. I, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, like I like stuff like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Beastie Boys and, uh, you know, like Rage Against the Machine. and um, it's not I, a whole lot of uh, females who are super into that type of music. Yeah. I mean, I think there are, are. a lot. There are. There's just not people I know. Right. That's all. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I think those bands kind of like do have mass appeal, but like they're dude bands. And like, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, that's just fun to listen to. And, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I've done karaoke to some of those songs. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe know. there's footage of that somewhere that uh, you God, can post God, along I with this episode. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really embarrassing. <laughs> Did, were you secretly shooting for that? I should have. That Dang. was so good. <laughs> what I got, you got to give it to your mama. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, weird, weird musical taste, like just kind of oddball stuff, stuff that's like kind of, uh, either aggressive or dark. Yeah. Or, I mean, I remember like listening to some music. I can't remember which, what things specifically, but things I was obsessing over when I was in my teens and like listening to, (laughs) to it in the car, like while my mom was driving us to school to like a class or something like that or on a trip and what was it uh mr bungle <laughs> <laughs> no i think that was later i think that was a little later when i was driving driving myself and stuff yeah. like yeah but definitely like you know listening to rage against the machine in the car with your mom and your sister and your 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 little brother yeah usually doesn't go over that great right um, see and being an only child pretty aggressive i i didn't have those restrictions uh-huh. see this is the other thing it's like i can listen to whatever and my parents would just be like wow i hate that <laughs> yeah and then that's it and then like, that's expected it's yeah. like well yeah you're my parents and like, you guys are <laughs> fucking ancient but they whatever. didn't really restrict it it was yeah. just, you know whatever yeah you could kind of watch and listen to whatever you wanted to yeah yeah yeah, so like that and then getting into like sort of like some kind of punk rock and hardcore yeah. music and stuff like that like definitely mm-hmm. kind of puts you oh, yeah. into a different orbit or whatever. I had a little stunt of that too. Yeah. Oh, and then getting into super dorky like, you know, when I got into playing drums and stuff and like Oh yeah. <laughs> getting into super dorky like uh progressive Ugh. The uh, worst. jazz and metal or uh, rock and then like funk stuff mm. <laughs> i tortured you, you with did, some really yeah. amazing um music by like weird drummers that you've never heard oh, of who man. are like super technicians but are heard of them great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and think of all of the restraint 
that I exercised. Okay. Like, I listened to that shit all the time. Yeah. For you. In fact, I remember listening to some, like, uh, maybe like a Dave Weckl CD. Yeah. Like on our honeymoon uh-huh. <laughs> as we were uh-huh. driving yeah. south from like mm-hmm. Humboldt County, right? To go to like Mendocino yes. or something. And I think you finally were like, hey, can we listen to something else? Yeah. Like uh, maybe the third go around. I was like, um, hey, you know, like I can't. I can't. Can we listen to like Sting or the Police or <laughs> Please, something? Just like something, something that's that a little bit less dorky. A melody would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, but that's us. Like, I don't know. I feel like in every, any opportunity we we get, we're gonna like go against the grain. And and why why do we have to do that? Because to me, usually it's not. It's like, um, it's like I'm not really considering that it's against the grain. It's just like that's the right thing to do. Oh right yeah, now, or whatever. Yeah. And it just so happens that that's the uncomfortable thing or the the most like against the grain or like, I don't know. Like I think of, I sometimes I think about like things that we've choices we've made or, you know, decisions or paths we've gone down as like, we're like slip and sliding on a piece of sandpaper or something like that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like maybe it was the right thing to do, but it was the path of most resistance. It was like going to be hard, you know? So, but we did it our way. That's kind of like yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, but we made that choice and we yeah. did that thing that we said we were going to do. And yeah, looking back on a lot of it, it's like, that was dumb. We didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't necessary all the time. See the previous episodes for all the bad decisions yeah. made. Yeah. But some of them were actually good that we ended up making yeah. and they were against the grain. Yeah. I mean, it- I, I, I still think that us just being together is against the grain. I mean, I really think that if I had to just think, you know, put myself in your parents' shoes or your friends' shoes or whatever, like of who, who they thought you were mm-hmm. or who they think you are, they, John Rambo. <laughs> yeah. They probably pictured you getting together with somebody that you knew from homeschool. I mean, they probably had somebody picked out. They probably were like, oh, I bet Jason's going to get together with so-and-so. Oh, my and, God. I you have know? no idea who that would be. I What I think is I think maybe they pictured me being, like, incarcerated. Yeah, I think there was an element <laughs> of that, too. <laughs> or, like, you know, I don't know, joining the military or something right. like that. Right, right, yeah. I, but I don't know. Maybe there were other hopes and dreams. I don't know if they necessarily saw you as an artist. They did, yeah. You know what they I mean? They didn't, but I didn't help them see me that way. Either. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's been that's been part of like the learning, you know, and learning that I am sort of an outsider in that way. It's like I do look at things really differently yeah. than people, and I see things in uh, in a way different uh, way, or I see possibilities in a situation or something that other people might not see right and i think that's sort of like an artistic thing i think so too and i mean i think you are a creative person yeah you know and and probably like a little more like sensitive than people give you credit for i think they think of you as like a you know sensitive as fuck bra shaka bra more than they think (laughs) of you as being like artistic yeah uh, you know in any way so if you against the grain um 
like situations that come to mind or like uh, choosing to leave working at the family business and yeah. all the security that provided. Right. Uh, choosing to stop working at like Shasta County. Right. I, you know, where I'd gotten that job mm-hmm. and had a large degree of um, job security, job security mm-hmm. and retirement and all that stuff to, you know, do other things. Um, and then like for you, like going against the grain, like there's a huge, was a huge decision at some point to stop pursuing finishing school. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so school's never really been my friend. Right. And, um, I, you know, I did, which is weird though, because you were going to go to college (laughs) at NYU or whatever and become a high paid, high powered lawyer. Right. That's right. I mean, actually being, going to an Ivy league school was like certainly something that I hoped to do as a young person. Um, however, I mean like school's not my friend and that I never bought into the school game. Like I was never really like, you know, hoorah on school. I wasn't like going to be a cheerleader, you know, like even if I did well as a student, I still was just kind of like, you know, I could do without this, all this busy work. Um, but like I did enjoy college and I, I really actually found out that, you know, art was what I wanted to do by going to college. I, I like found out. Yeah. Art was what I wanted to do. Some sort of artist. Yeah. And being creative was probably the thing that I was best at. But I mean, like I quit going to college after I got my AA degree because I kind of hit a wall on feeling really burned out and, and going to school. And also I just couldn't figure out how to make the money part of it work, um, to go and get my BA degree. And I just decided to take time off and, and, you know, figure out what, what I should do next. Um, to me, that almost feels like the one time when we didn't make the, the against the grain, <laughs> the most against the grain decision. Yeah. That we could have and probably should have we to should've. like make that push to like, yeah, for you to go to college, you know, at the places that were an option and like yeah. figure out how to make the money work. Right. Because like, I don't know why, but like for some reason, what, it wasn't an option to get school loans or something. I didn't. like f- try to figure out financial aid or something like that. I, I couldn't get financial aid. We, you know, and we weren't married. After we got married, I could have gotten financial aid. I just kind of. But you could have gotten school loans. I also, yeah, I just gave up. I just couldn't um, sustain it anymore. There was just something. Well, like, how alpha is that? <laughs> <laughs> gave up? Had a weak moment. Damn. And then, uh, you hurts. know. That's, yeah. Got married and had, had a kid. Yeah, that puts a big time, big time uh, <laughs> damper on it. Like if you think it's hard now, yeah, yeah, have yourself a little that yeah kiddo. And then I never considered it as an option again. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's me doing that to myself. Yeah, and I think also like you know there was some times when I got really gung ho about it and was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I was in that program at Shasta College for a while where I was yeah. gonna like get my degree, and that was right around like when we had. Morgan and so like I was like well how the hell am I gonna take care of this kid and I can't afford anything right you know so I gotta go to school and then at some point I was like well I don't need this because well and I totally burned out was doing too much working full-time and going to school and everything 
And I was like, well, I can just do, I can start a business or I can do this or that and like make it without having to do this. I was starting to see or kind of think that that was, there was like a big pile of bullshit to that too. (laughs) But also you went and worked for your family. There was a whole lot less incentive to get that degree. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like looking back on it, I do wish I'd finished, um, you know, and, and like it, re- me not finishing college really wasn't about like me saying, fuck the system. It was really more like I have these other priorities. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing and being a good parent. And I don't see going back to school as being part of that. Right. But that's just my own hang up. That was just a dip in your testosterone. <laughs> You know, as many <laughs> as many uh, young women experience in their early twenties, <laughs> as many alpha female bad bitch uh, kick ass kickers experience. So here, let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm certainly somebody that um, I, I I think I could easily say I make stuff happen when it needs to happen, and I get stuff done, and I I try to do the the stuff I'm doing as right as possible. And I really try to do what I say, uphold promises, you know, things like that. Um, but that stuff really doesn't get, you know, paid attention to, I think as much as, you know, sort of like you should be, you should smile more. You should be friendlier. You know, you really kind of missed out on, um, you know, like going to some event and, you know, like socializing with all the right people and saying all the right things to them. Like there's something for me where I, I kind of feel like, why, why isn't that good enough? Like, why do I have to put on my pageant face or something? You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I, yeah. And I just, that doesn't come naturally to me and it's not really something I need. And but people around me need me to do that, and I'm, I wrestle with that. You know, it's like sometimes I'll go and I'll do the thing, and I'll yeah, you know, put on the smile, and sometimes so I don't. I think probably the best thing to do in that situation is just to like challenge them to an arm wrestling match. Oh, okay. And then see if you can damage their arm or something oh, like that. You know? Yeah, and then that's a good idea. That'll settle it. Okay, like a feat of strength at festivals. Oh, you know, oh, air the grievances yeah. and then have the feats of strength. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, that I can do. No, I think honestly, you just can't worry about that shit. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else wants you to be like or do like or whatever. Like I mean, you're doing uh, you're doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you're doing the damn thing. And then we're going to just keep doing that damn thing. And, you know, we're going to learn to love being licked by the cat's tongue of life. Okay. Yeah, that sandpapery cat's tongue. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. So let's say, like, you, um, you know, you you start talking with somebody and and they, like, call you out, like, on your you know, political beliefs or, Hmm. you know, who you are, what you think is stupid or whatever. Yeah. But they know, they know that you're Jason, you're Jason Fader. And you are like this totally cool shaka bra that's going to like agree with sort of like everything they say. Hmm. Like, are you going to let them have it or are you what? I mean, like, I'm not going to let them have it, but I am getting better at sharing my honest opinion about things. Okay. 
Cause I don't, th- I don't think letting somebody have it ever really, um, you know, is very effective. So like, what are you trying to approach? do by letting somebody have it? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. Just tell them, tell them what I think. Well, I don't really let people have it either. I mean, if I did that, I'd be yelling a whole lot more. Well, I mean, between the, it's hard to find time to let them have it between all the wrestling matches and the, the, uh, <laughs> the arm wrestling, the feats of strength and everything. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there's a, there's a certain, I definitely am not good at, um, in all situations about saying exactly what I think, what I believe or whatever. And, you know, cause that, that can be uncomfortable to do. Yeah, certainly. But it's something I'm working at and, uh, you know, I, hopefully people, uh, are okay with that. What if they're not? Then it, like, that's fine too. What if they call you a little bitch? <laughs> then it's time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then the real feats of strength are going to oh, happen. Okay. I'm going to smash them and throw them off of the Clear Creek Bridge. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. Now God that's damn. the Jason I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, if you want to join my uh, hardcore band. Um, I, oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. If you want to join Babe and Babe's uh, <laughs> hardcore band, uh, email us at info at. No. Wait, at hello. <laughs> <laughs> at teambabe.info. No. Dot life. Okay, start over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said so many things. You're keeping this in. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Wait, email us at hello. Yeah. With the eyebrows up. Okay. At the at sign. Yeah. Teambabe.life. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I said. No. <laughs> First you said info at hello at <laughs> team babe team babe dot underscore dot dot dot, 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 dot <laughs> www. <laughs> and then the modem. Yeah. I heard a modem in the background. Well, I'm glad that I have you here to set me straight on these email addresses and URLs. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. It's just in my nature. And I'm also very thankful for your um, dominant and aggressive female energy because well, I think thanks, that's pretty babe. cool. Yeah, thanks. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's nice because I can be myself around you. Yep. But you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that gets to see the horrible monster. That's right. Yeah. But you love it. I do. Absolutely. That's the magic part. That's right. Well, <laughs> yep. well love you, babe. Love you too. <laughs>